0: Hi again everyone, welcome to our Holy Spirit series and we're looking of course at the fruit of the Spirit and today's fruit is that of kindness and kindness effectively is love in action. It is the evidence of the love of God in our lives as Christians. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 tells us love suffers long and is kind so we ought to be kind as well. Romans 2 verse 4 says, Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Isn't that interesting? As some translations put it, the goodness of God leads us to repentance and kindness and goodness partner with each other. But this verse tells us that it is actually the kindness of God that ought to change our minds and hearts about him and our sin and our lives. Uh, F.W. Faber, one of my favourite poets, said, Kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence or learning. Wow! What is it we use to convert sinners? I hope it's kindness, because that's what's effective where God is concerned in converting folk. And the Bible teaches us that God is kind to all humankind. In Luke chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus says, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Now please catch that. God, our Heavenly Father, is kind to ungrateful people and evil people. So will we be children of our Father in heaven and be kind even to the unkind and unlovable? Um, And we see, of course, in the Gospels how kind Jesus was as the revelation of the Father's heart. And he was kind to everyone, even his enemies, forgiving them. Paul in Titus 3 verse 4 describes Jesus as the kindness and the love of God appearing. So if you want to know how kind God is, look at Jesus. And kindness, if you like, is the offspring of God's grace toward us. There's a, a marvellous story illustrating God's grace and kindness to us and uh, where we find in 2 Samuel 9 uh, verses 1 to 13, David's kindness to Mephibosheth. And we read in verse 1 of that chapter, David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And kindness is the theme of that chapter. You find it again in verse 3 and verse 7. As part of Saul's family, Mephibosheth had no claims on the kingdom, and yet David treated him like one of his own sons We read in the story that Mephibosheth had been lame from infancy because of a fall that took place and now he had a disability. But that would be hidden underneath the table that David invited him to as he treats him like one of his own sons and he dines with him every day for the rest of his life. What a picture of our salvation and it says in this passage of scripture that David did this for the sake of Jonathan and his covenant with Jonathan. Verse 7 we read there. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. And of course God has saved us for the sake of his son Jesus as part of the covenant of redemption that we've entered into through the cross, what a picture God searches us out to show us kindness, and we ought to do the same for other people and you see when you live in that grace as a Christian, that's what you will inevitably display to others in kindness. Paul said as much in ephesians four thirty two he says "Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you." Someone has said the greatest thing a man can do for his heavenly father is to be kind to some of his other children. Graham Cook says don't judge people for their bad behaviour but ask I wonder how much kindness is necessary to influence that person for God. How much kindness is necessary to change people's minds and hearts about God. We can be so overwhelmed with kindness, the kindness of God and the kindness of others, that it can actually change our personalities and our behavior. As sun melts ice so kindness can melt behavior and the hardest of hearts and causes even opposition to the gospel to evaporate. I know as a preacher that um, I've said many words over many years but probably none of them or few of them will be remembered. But how I am with people will be remembered if I am kind or if I am cruel. Someone once said often the only thing a child can remember about an adult when they are growing up themselves is whether they were kind to them. Seneca, the Roman philosopher, said kindness is the language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And Publius Syrus, who, who was an ancient writer who had also been a Roman slave before the time of our Lord, he said you can accomplish by kindness what you cannot do by force. Now that's profound. You see, kindness will totally transform your engagement with other people, but also how we engage with the world as the church. Are we like Jesus? Are we kind to our enemies? Are we kind to those who oppose us and disagree with our Christian views? Are we kind to those whose politics are different than ours or who take different moral positions? Are we kind to them? Are we trying to convert people? By clever manipulation or force of argument? Or are we known for our kindness? What about our words? Are our words kind? I remember learning as a young person um, this little saying that helped me in my words. I I don't think I've done so well in keeping by it but I'm going to try harder. Is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? Is what I'm saying true? But sometimes we can say true things about others, but it's not so kind and certainly not necessary. But are our words kind? The words we speak about others. Of course, Jesus had some harsh words at times, but even then when he spoke those, there was a kindness of truth in them. Think about this. If someone were to pay you £10 for every kind word you ever spoke about other people and then take away £5 for every unkind word you ever spoke about someone, would you be poor or rich? Think about it. In our words and in our deeds, we as Christians should always try to be a little kinder than necessary. I think Jesus called that going the extra mile. As Gandhi stepped aboard a train one day, one of his shoes slipped off and landed on the track and he was unable to retrieve it because the train had already started to move. To the amazement of his companions, Gandhi calmly took off his other shoe and threw it back along the track to land close to the first one. Asked by a fellow passenger why he did so, Gandhi smiled he said, the poor man who finds the shoe lying on the track will now have a pair he can use. That's kindness. And that's being a little kinder than necessary, I think. And just the way David sought after Mephibosheth to be kind, we, we find in the New Testament a man called Enesiphorus who was kind to Paul. And we read in Second Timothy 1 verse 16, Paul says, may the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. Onesiphorus sought out Paul when he was in Rome. He he looked out for him to find him in order that he could show kindness to him. Do we do that? Seek people out just to be kind to them. I think it's a choice. No one forces us to be nasty or cruel and no one forces us to be kind. It's our choice. It's a choice of whether we judge people or whether we bless them with kindness. Let's be kind and reflect the heart of our Heavenly Father and our Saviour Jesus. This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is the life of God and Christ flowing through us by his Holy Spirit as we live his life to others in kindness. Remember, and this is a good thing to always keep in our minds, that everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle one kind or another. Abraham Joshua Heschel said, When I was young I admired clever people, now that I am old, I admire kind people. Wow, well, it is clichéd, but people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There's a wonderful story about a young girl in a small German town who had advertised a piano recital stating untruthfully that she was a pupil of Franz Liszt, the great composer and musician. The day before the recital, the young pianist was suddenly terrified to learn that the great musician himself, Liszt, had arrived in her very area. And not knowing what to do, she finally decided to see the famous composer and tell him her story. In great agitation, she gained admittance to his room and she sobbed to him her confession, explaining that she'd been left an orphan that she had no means of earning a livelihood other than by her musical ability and that she had pretended to be his pupil to win recognition. Well, Liszt looked at her with kindly eyes and he said, You have done wrong. But we all make mistakes. And then the only thing left to do is to be sorry. I think you are sorry. Let me hear you play. Very timidly the girl obeyed and uh, faltering at first, though after a while she won her confidence and she went on and played reasonably well. But Liszt corrected her in one or two points and then he said, My dear, I have now instructed you a little. You are now a pupil of Liszt. You may go on with your concert and as you tell me the programs have not yet been printed, you may add that the last number will be played not by the pupil but by the master. Isn't that wonderful kindness? Did she deserve it? No. Do any of us deserve kindness? Well, because kindness is an offspring of grace, we can certainly say no because we don't deserve God's grace. It's unearned. It's something we, we don't do through performance. but something that God lavishes upon us in his love. And you know, I'm giving you a warning here. As you seek to exhibit the kindness of God and the fruit of the Spirit, God will bring unkind people along your path for you to practice on. And you might have them in your family and among your friends. Negative people are wonderful opportunities to be kind. See, it's not just God encounters (laughs) that make us godly, but it's the difficult people, the difficult situations in which we're called to show the kindness of the Lord. It was John Wesley who said, Do all the good you can in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, As long as you can. Do your best to be kind. What a different world we would live in. If we all engaged in random acts of kindness. But even premeditated acts of kindness. Where we think of ways. That we can be kind to others. Where we seek them out. To be kind to them. And Jesus says it doesn't have to be anything uh, too profound. Even giving a cup of water to someone in need in his name is an act of kindness that will not lose its reward. So will you choose, it's a choice, to be kind rather than cruel. In your words, to bless people with kindness. Even not speaking truth that hurts another. Let's pray, because this is not our kindness and we can't in any way muster it up. It's the kindness of God in Jesus Christ that he alone can give us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's ask him for it right now. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we acknowledge that you are the ultimate source of kindness because you are kindness itself, because God is love. And our Lord Jesus Christ is the revelation of the kindness and love of God in his appearing to us on earth. And the Apostle Paul reminds us that even when we were dead in trespasses, you have made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved and you have raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come you might show the exceeding riches of your kindness and grace toward us in Christ. So, Lord, you're going to spend all eternity just being kind to us. How kind you are. And we thank you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, for your kindness today. And we just ask, Lord, may we have the privilege of sharing kindness with others, even those who are unkind towards us. Even our enemies. So make us Father more like Jesus. And more like your children in the kindness that we exhibit to others. For the glory of Christ we pray. Amen. God bless you. See you next time.